Good morning. This is Laura. Every day on this Before Breakfast podcast, I share a practical tip that will help you take your day from great to awesome. Today's tip is to track your time. You can start with 24 hours, but I hope you'll do more. In this episode, I'll be explaining why. I write and speak about time management, and so people sometimes tell me that they want to spend their time better. They ask me what's the first thing they should do. My answer is always the same. If you want to spend your time better, you need to figure out where it's going now. Because if you don't know where the time is going now, how do you know if you're changing the right thing? Maybe something you thought was a problem really isn't. Maybe something you've never even considered is taking a lot more time than you thought. Just like when you're making a business decision, you want to be sure that you're working from good data. The best way to get that data? Try tracking your time. Ideally for a week, but even a few days or just one day can be helpful. I guarantee it will be enlightening. How do I know that? Well, it's definitely been enlightening for me. I've had thousands of people track their time over the years. Uh, Generally, people use a spreadsheet I've designed, which you can get from my website, or you can build one yourself. It's got the days of the week along the top from Monday to Sunday, and half-hour blocks running down the left-hand side from 5 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. So if you're counting, that's 336 half-hour cells representing the 168-hour week. Other people use apps. I mean, there's dozens of commercial time-tracking apps on the market. Or some artsy types like to walk around with a little notebook and keep notes, writing everything down in narrative style. So since fair is fair, I've tracked my time too. I actually began tracking my time continuously in half-hour blocks in April of 2015. No crisis or dark moment prompted this tracking, but I had recently had my fourth child, and I suspected that this might introduce some new challenges into my family's already busy life. So I started tracking in mid-April and figured I'd go for a month or so. Then, after a month, I decided it was easy enough and interesting enough that I would just keep going, at least for a year. Sure enough, one year in, I found out all sorts of interesting things, even as someone who thought she knew everything there was to know about time. First discovery. I worked less than I thought I did. In my mind, I was working 50 hours a week or maybe more, After all, I worked all day during the workday. I worked at night after my kids went to bed. I often did work on the weekends. I traveled for speeches. So that's easily 50, 55, maybe 60 hours, right? Um, Nope. I rarely did all those things in the same week. In my mind, I was remembering my most work-heavy weeks as typical because I wanted to see myself as the kind of serious professional who was working long hours. When I tracked all my time, I saw that the long-term average was closer to 40 hours. 40 is a different number than 50. It's not that I never worked 50 hours a week, because sometimes I did. Sometimes I worked 60 hours a week. But those weeks were no more typical than the weeks I worked 30 hours. I've since learned that this is a common blind spot. There was once a study comparing people's estimated work weeks with time diaries, They found that people claiming 75-plus-hour work weeks were off by about 25 hours. You can guess in which direction, right? It's funny, but it's important to understand what's going on. We live in a world where being busy is seen as a badge of honor. 
We feel like we're working hard and we feel like we're working long, so we put a high number on it. You know how these conversations go. I worked 60 hours last week. 60? I wish I worked 60. I worked 70. 70? Oh, 70 is my light season. So on it goes. I once met a young man at a party who told me he was working 180 hours a week at his startup, which is very impressive if you multiply 24 by 7. Keeping track of time gives us a more accurate picture of our life. When we know where the time really goes, we can make better choices. I could make sure that I spent the 40 hours I was working wisely and that I made good choices with those 10 other hours that I didn't know were there. I also learned that I spent a lot of time in the car. Since I run my business out of a home office, I don't have a daily commute. So in my mind, time in the car was this negligible number. Except it wasn't. I soon learned that I spent more than an hour a day in the car, mostly on short trips. This is actually one of the reasons I got into podcasts. I realized I needed something constructive to do at this time, and maybe other people did too. Just to give you a sense of how far off my estimation was, I was spending way more time in the car than I was exercising. But in my mind, I was exercising a lot, and I was rarely in the car. But what was most interesting to me is that I still had space in my life. My husband and I both work. We have four active children. Yet I could see on my time log that there was space I could redeploy to new activities if I chose. So, for instance, I joined a choir that rehearsed on Thursday nights during the school year. I had been saying how much I missed singing. It turned out I did have time to sing. Time tracking showed me that. I promise that time tracking is easy. I just go in three to four times per day, writing down what I've done since the last check-in. Broad categories are okay. Work, sleep, drive, run, cook dinner, play with kids. Consistency is more important than getting bogged down in the details. Each check-in takes me less than a minute, so time tracking takes me about three minutes a day. That's the same amount of time I spend brushing my teeth. And that's an activity I've yet to declare myself too busy to do. I hope you'll give it a try. You can start now. In fact, here's a way to feel like you've got a head start. Starting now, write down how you've spent the past 24 hours. It turns out most of us can remember the past 24 hours with reasonable accuracy. Now, just keep going for the next 24 hours and wow, you've got two days of data to work with. That's great. You may already be seeing patterns. Make sure you track at least one weekend day because weekends are real days too. And this time really counts. After a week, add up the major categories. Ask yourself what you like. Ask yourself what you want to change. No judgment. This is just about data and learning more about yourself. But I can tell you this. Knowing where the time goes has been life-changing for me. And I promise it will be for you too. If you track your time, I'd love to know what you find out. You can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. This is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. 
You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch.